Welcome to Game Theory and Money, our Week 9 podcast. As we start every show, I'll make it quick because I know you don't like the grab ass to get things rolling. But thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, for streaming, downloading, and sharing on social media, reviewing all of those things. We certainly appreciate it again just the second you're doing this. And we continue to grow with Cynthia Freeland. I'm Matt Money Smith. Cynthia running those 10,000 simulations, if not more. Uh, just real quick, Cynthia, because of the trade deadline, uh, uh-huh. how much... <laughs> You look exhausted. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned you had to code for a lot of hours because of I all did. the changes. So what? Just kind of, you know, because I'm stupid. <laughs> help us, uh, help us understand, you know, what changes and why you have to do so much more with players like Golden Tate and Demaryius Thomas and Dante Fowler, moving teams, and and how you adjust for that. Well, the cool part is you can look at like sort of doppelgangers, right? So you look through like 10, 15 years worth of history and you see when you have a pass rusher like from the perimeter, like where Dante Fowler will be coming from, and you have really great interior pressure and you have Wade Phillips calling it, you can look to doppelgangers like let's look at the Broncos in 2015. So you have like a Vaughn and a DeMarcus Right, you got Derek Wolf in the middle and there's Vaughn Miller on the outside. Okay, all right. You look for comparables. It's kind of like when you're in real estate and you're like, well, how much should I pay for my house? And you're like, well, what did the neighbor sell theirs for? Right? So... It's similar looking for comparables like that. What I say to that? You know what I want? What do you want? It's the old cliche. What's the old cliche? I want the crappiest house in the best neighborhood. Well, right. That's what I want. You know what I don't want? I don't want your fancy remodel with your double-pane windows (laughs) and your jacuzzi and the master suite (laughs) in a crappy neighborhood. That's not what I want. You want it California dirt level. That's right. Dirt value. I'm going to take it down to one wall so it's not new construction and it's a remodel. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I veered off course. No, you're good. Yet I'm giving again. you a quick pick, though. Please. All right. So I really, really, really – there's a lot of really cool games. That's this three week. reallys plus a really, so yeah. that's four. Yeah, but the one that I don't think is going to be very exciting is. And, and meaning less points than you might expect when the Jets go down to South Florida, I think that the, the magical number there is 45, and I'm thinking that is going to be a boring, low-scoring game. Game. I mentioned on the, uh, the fantasy the show. Is. I'm not saying yeah. he's winning yet, but I'm going to say very sleepy game in South Florida. Offensively challenged is how we'll put it. By the way, uh, this is going to be the first week that you do your playoff projections uh, based on percentages. So we'll do that. Let's quickly recap. Last week you yep. were 12 and two, uh, picking winners um, against the number. You were nine, four, and one. You got the uh, Philadelphia Jacksonville push. 82 and 38 for the year, uh, just picking the winners. And despite my protests, three for three on your yeah, you were like, picks. remember? I was like, come on, listen, this I'm is Jack crazy. Del Rio. That's right. I'm, I'm like, Jack I'm, Del Rio. <laughs> so that is now up uh, you to 15 and 11, yes. right? 15, 15 and 11 and on 11. your comments picks. Right. Out of 26. So right. let's uh, let's get to it. What do you say? We like to call these Freelands favorites. That's because you are in step with the team that is supposed to win according to the number and by the number, if not better. So let's, gosh, talk about coming out the gate strong. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Sunday night football showdown between the Pats and the Pack. Uh, the line this minus is, five and a half. Okay. Draw. There's your highlighter right there. Five and a half. Go ahead. <laughs> That's and you crazy. have, and you have the Pats winning 
by five and a half, covering in 60%. Yeah, so I have the pa- Patriots win in 67% of the models overall. Just straight up, yeah. Right. I think by the time Sunday rolls around, that five and a half that you're seeing is going to be something more like seven and a half. If it goes over one touchdown, then this is a different then this is a different recommendation. But the fact that it's only five and a half, that's like the opposite of how I felt about like that the Rams, they were getting nine the the Packers were getting nine points. And then you go to the Patriots and it's five and a half what? So keep an eye on this one okay. because this is one you where You think it'll grow. You think I if do. you want the Pats, get in now. I do. And I, that's why I think that it's interesting. Just use that. So my most likely score on this one is twenty eight 21 and in 60% of the time they're more than five and a half that's that's a really nice pick so we talked about trading Ty Montgomery but really the one that's interesting here and the one that drives the Patriots win is the fact that they got rid of haha Clinton yeah, Dick crazy and the middle of the field and the mismatch between Gronk and whomever they're going to try to a little match bit tougher him. these days right a L- little bit a yeah. little bit without haha Clinton Dix is going to be trickier on the whole space and that's really what drives the win for the Patriots in general but then the bigger win is based on how many times each team scores field goals versus kicking so in this case it this one recommends that there's more of a like a one overall touchdown difference as opposed to you know many field goals because last week we saw the Patriots kick a bunch of field goals that's in this in this situation I think they're going to score the touchdowns yeah the uh the lack of dicks is a big issue considering Gronk is an impossible cover as it is and he's pretty darn good and I want to point out one tricky thing here to watch so we talked about the Patriots and they're they're currently ranked number 13 in pressure so defensive pressures but I went back and looked at it and they had six total pressures weeks one through four which was 29th in the league and then and then since then, so weeks five through eight combined, they have 43 total pressures. So that okay. is now ranking them nine. And then, and that's really that uptick in pressure, that 81 total, where they're at now, that's a huge difference. So they're getting that defensive pressures going. You'll see the sacks come. You'll see things like All that. All right. You got the pats. I got uh, I my do. dog. I got my dog, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, guess who won that battle last week, huh? This guy. I was right. What are you talking about? We, we both you took the Rams. I took the Rams to win. Oh, you didn't take the points. Oh, you took the yeah, points. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Hey, way to go, Cynthia. <laughs> See, even when I win, I can't win. I thought for sure I had that on you. All right, Chiefs at Browns. I have a feeling we're both going to be in step here. Line KC minus eight. You have the Chiefs winning 78% of the time mm-hmm. and covering 70% of the time. Yep. There it is. I don't know. How, I, don't, I mean. <laughs> the main reason, two things combined. The Kansas City. No, Hugh Jack. You had so much respect for Hugh Jackson. You you can't envision how the Browns could no, possibly really win a actually, game. You know, it was really actually that I really loved Todd Haley as a play caller. Yeah, I really sure. loved that. Um, no, the the, rea- the reality here is it's all about big plays. So the Browns defense, they're 31st in the league in Big plays allowed. They've allowed That's 66. Bad. The Chiefs have actually allowed more with 74. But the problem is, is on either side of the ball here, who's more likely to, to get those big plays? And really, the Kansas City has the advantage of this one, right? And then you look at the Browns coaching changes. I, honestly, I love the like narrative of the like John Dorsey quarterback bowl. Like, right. Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, by the way, Dorsey didn't pick Mahomes. That's Andy Reid. End of story. You think so? I know so. Oh, how about that? I thought that was – I mean, Dorsey is – I'll say this and just kind of traveling in the, the circles and, and barking see, with revered. all the folks. It's not like they – I wouldn't say be. he's revered. I would say he is – he is cited more often than any other GM that I have been in conversations with as the number one talent evaluator in the NFL. Uh, I hear his name more than anybody else. Um, 
And look, how do Baker- we start that rumor about like someone else, right? Because like, look, I don't. I'm not yeah, saying I don't know he's who not it would good. Be. At, I'm not saying he's not good at talent. Uh, like. Please do not say that, right? Like I'm I don't not, know. You just threw him under the bus. You were like, "Hey, he didn't pick Mahomes." That's not what I heard, no, man. I, I heard he like, went. I heard what, he was like tied I, with Mahomes' dad, and he was like, "That's yep. the guy." And I'm like, "I love baseball." Let's everybody yep. talk about how his Andy dad's was a like, "No, player. I want to trade for Brock <laughs> Osweiler," and he was like, "No, dude, we're going to get Mahomes." All right, beyond that, I, I'm going to tell you though. In the case of now, the other some of the other picks, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. There's a lot of great ones. Kareem Hunt. Yes, sure. I'll give you some Dorsey flex on that one. But right. when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, that was an Andy Reid special. The uh, the, the most important part of this conversation is the uh, the number and seventy percent is giant. And I and don't know how higher, much it's actually we have a higher scoring game it. than people think about it. Like I, I think this one look fifty one and a half is where they think for that key number, and I think that there'll be more p- total points scored than Who that. Knew that of all the things we disagree on, it was Dorsey. I see your little note there for Dorsey. How dare you? At Dorsey dot 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 eye roll. Unbelievable. Uh huh. Like, um, I know he chews gum and he has a wacky disposition, but come on. Cynthia, he can, he can evaluate talent. I got a, I got a good. Um, I want to take the trivia. Browns, by the way. Do it. I do because that's how little I think of Hugh Jack. So, um, but I won't because God knows they're not going to be able to keep up. Well, with but that I also Chiefs think machine. eight, right? Like if it was fourteen, then could, you potentially could like say. I think I'd still take the Chiefs. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a fun trivia fact because Please. I don't think this isn't a particularly exciting game overall. Uh, Mahomes second highest passer rating, one hundred and eleven point one by a player in his first nine career games. In the Super Bowl era, guess who's number one? Well, I can see the note, <laughs> so you can tell the folks. Kurt Warner. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's fun. And Kurt's kind of cheap. Pull right? that up. Little, well, little bit. I don't care. I, I, I hear you. I don't I care either. But I I'm think just... it's kind of a cool note. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Falcons. Redskins. Uh, Redskins favored by a single point, and uh, you have them winning by three and sixty-five percent of your simulations. Yep. ultimately this one boils down to the fact that the Redskins got better especially at that safety position if you look over 15 seasons of data you can see that the optimal configuration for earning wins on a defense is if you have a really strong defensive front they're good at pressures they're good at stopping the run and up the middle on all three layers you're great three levels not layers whatever so (laughs) those safeties and they got better at that position at the safety position so I think that this one even though Matt Ryan and his pass catchers are having a really good season it's just not enough in this matchup and it's just not enough you know the one thing that jumped out at me um because you know remember early in the season we were talking uh about Jay Gruden and is Alex Smith you know was he celebrated because he was a product of his head coaches because Jim Harbaugh is widely considered one of the brighter offensive minds he had that benefit then he goes to Andy Reid considered the brightest offensive mind in the NFL and now are we going to see Except this regression? Except for you think that Dorsey does better anyways just kidding <laughs> Listen, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, the uh but but here's what we've now noticed, you know, and, and offensive coordinators don't like running the ball and playing great defense. You know, it's kind of like Brian Billick, our, nope, our colleague here's uh, great lament is that the Super Bowl they won was done with very little offense and a dominant defense. But you just mentioned how good that defense is. And look, maybe obviously getting a safety like Dix to go along with Swearinger when you have that type of pass rush, you can see. I mean, that's a huge upgrade for them, even though they desperately needed a wide receiver. But just look at Alex Smith's attempts in their wins versus their losses. The two losses, 39 and 46. All their wins, 30, 25, 32. They got to run the ball. I mean, that's just – that. that's that's 
Good with thing with that offensive Peterson. line and that offensive line, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's their that's their recipe. And I think early on, you know, or maybe they got into that Saints game and they're like, okay, we're going to have to keep up. Let's start throwing it around. And it's like, no, that's you got to go back to Alex Smith, game manager, doesn't want to push the ball downfield, don't turn it over. And let's yards win. with his feet yeah, as well. Let's, exactly. Great. Let's win these games 23-17, 24-18. 26-23. That that's the one this week. There you go. So, <laughs> that's what I have for this week. <laughs> and you know what? The, with, with, with the NFC East looking – uh, like it does, that's Ooh. that's their recipe, you know, to, all right, we, we are fortunate that we got out to this quick start. Philadelphia didn't. Let's just keep that advantage. Play Spoiler to our strengths. alert. These are coming up later. Yeah. Who's going to make Spoiler the alert. Playoffs? Along with your playoff percentages. Who's all right, Titans. At Cowboys, you already kind of spoiled this. Speaking of spoiler alert, you mentioned uh, you would stream the Cowboys defense. Yeah, I would. This um, week. So, uh, Cowboys win in 73.8, so 74% of the simulations. The line is 6.5, and, and so the Cowboys winning 27-18 to would suggest that they're going to win handily. And in fact, in my model, they win by more than 6.5 points 66% of the time. My The model says to me – here it's the Titans' lack of big plays on offense. They they are yeah. number thirty-two in the league in big plays. So those are passes of twenty plus or rushes of ten plus, and it's really the passing. They only have eleven completions of twenty plus. It's annoying yards. It's annoying. It really is. Like, I mean, in in big, it's annoying. They could they they really could have torn the Chargers up on those with play actions and pushing it. And Marcus just won't do it. Right. He won't do it. Everything is a check. It's crazy. And then. Just like, all right, I'm spending. Anyways, time. so Anyways. Cowboys, Cowboys' ability to defend what the Titans are bringing yeah. are is really what is overwhelmingly going to give them. What's a the forty-one here. is the magic number. I'd yep. go way below At, that. You just, th- you below? Yeah, just because the the Cowboys' offense isn't explosive. I have over. You do? Uh huh. Okay. I have more than forty-one. All right. Because we'll see. Twenty-seven and eighteen that adds up to forty-five. They would and go on nine and a half minute drives to get three points, and Rivers would complete three passes for a touchdown, and it's like. Can you guys not adjust? Do you not recognize this is not going to work for you? You've got to move the button. They just don't. They refuse to do it. Anyway. So everyone's going back and forth about, like, is Amari Cooper worth it or not? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't care about worth it or not because nobody's paying me to figure out what to pay him or how much equity to give up Draft for him. equity, yeah. But they are paying me to figure out what's going to happen with him on the field. What happens? Scott Linehan has a very simple offense. They run a very simple offense. And by virtue of Amari Cooper being there, if he's even marginally successful, if he even draws defenders away – like three or four feet, that makes Zeke just so much okay. more able to operate. So it's all the about fact they have to honor counts. a legitimate. The basketball. fact that they have they have to at least account for him, and the Titans will have to account for him. They do all these exotic fronts and all these blitzes. They're gonna have to be like, hey, where's that guy? Yeah, we've seen him drop some passes before, but like he's he's still someone we have to account for. So it gotcha. could it just makes Zeke it like supercharges Zeke. Okay. Yeah. And uh, all right, let's go uh, Lions at Vikings. Do we have to? Yes. Ugh. All right. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, Minnesota by five, and you have Minnesota by six in 61% of your yeah. simulations. Yeah. I think the Vikings could win uh, hey. more handily. Hey, why don't you sit up? No. Stop slouching. All right? You come in here and you you uh, deliver your message. I don't appreciate that. Why don't you sit up? Why don't you have some respect if you're going to come in here and deliver this information, okay? <laughs> you come in one – he comes in and does it in person one time and he thinks he owns the whole podcast studio. That's right. That's right. <laughs> why don't you sit up? Why don't you have some respect while you um, deliver this information? Okay, so – going to be critics. Oh, oh, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right, John. Sure. Yep, John. Um, so getting rid of Golden Tate for the Lions is a real – Big deal, huh? A little bit of a big deal. <laughs> As it turns out, third down becomes a lot trickier. 
especially when the Vikings are so good at stopping the run, especially when Golden Tate's yards after the catch are elite, you know, top in the league over the past two seasons, you know, top three, top two, depends on how you want to measure it on third down, especially is where he's key. The slot position now becomes very questionable. I'm guessing it's Kenny Galladay that gets the biggest uptick. If you're looking for a fantasy streaming option on this one, it could go Marvin Jones though. I don't know how they're going to reconfigure all of their different passing options here. And realistically, look, we saw the Vikings last week do something that, is troublesome for the for the future, but not going to be a problem against the Lions. But something to point out now, the Vikings and the turnovers on their third down and not interceptions necessarily, but also fumbles, they lead the league in that. That's going to be a problem for the future. As it turns out, likely not a problem against the Lions. Oh, boy, this one's ugly. Yep. Raiders at 49ers. Niners by three. You have the Niners by five Yep. in uh, 60% of your simulations. Interesting. You know what's interesting about... Not a lot. Derek Carr. <laughs> what's interesting about this matchup? Not a lot. You know what's interesting about Derek Carr? What? He usually doesn't let his team win by more than what they should win, right? Like, okay. He doesn't usually... He usually covers, I know what you're if saying. you want to use that word. Sure. I don't know what that means. Covers something. Makes Not, sense. Like, like a blanket. Um, but in this one, I don't think that happens. You think they win? I think I think that San Francisco... Oh, yeah, the Niners win big. Right, like, I don't... He Derek Carr usually, like, puts a thorn in the side of people who think, hey, it's going to be three. <laughs> I'm Derek Carr. It's two. Yeah. But, the, um, nope. The 40... I mean, like, here's the thing about the 49ers that I can't quite figure out. Um, well, actually, I can't figure it out. A, their secondary is not good. Um, B, their offense, their defensive line has one player, DeForest Buckner, who's really good, and everybody else, Sally Thomas, I don't know what he is, Armstead, eh. Um, but th- th- that's that's my one issue with this and why I think maybe the Raiders come out ahead. Okay. Because – just got spicy. It did, just because their offensive line is terrible. I mean, the Raiders' Actually, offensive line is terrible. But the – the Niners. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that when we be that my note on this game would be that the reason the 49ers are going to win is because their O line is actually better. Yeah. Than the Raiders. That's what the model says. Yeah, in every single game this I season, I guess Breed is healthy. But and... in every single game this season, the 49ers O line has played better. So if you measure like how much they get pushed back, causing disruptive plays to happen on passing downs, how much they create space for a running back to run, they've actually every single game they've improved. The Raiders, exact opposite. Right. And the Raiders secondary. Talking, so I, I, I terrible. I mean, it's, this is, these are two bad teams. Allegedly, just, allegedly, Gary. I'd like a good allegedly. Uh, Gary on Conley has yep. allegedly told people. I'm just going to keep saying allegedly because I'm not a real sure. journalist. I don't know when you're supposed to actually use it or not, but it's alleged. He didn't say it to me, so it's alleged that he said he cannot pick up the footwork of Paul Gunther's defense. Allegedly. But it's really hard for me to believe that a Ohio State corner who I saw and watched a lot of in college can't pick up this footwork. So I don't know if that's true or not, but allegedly, and, you know, as Philip Rivers told us, they play a lot of base defense. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that exactly means, oh, but boy. for them to have those kind of complaints coming up isn't surprising see, given now the you've, record. You've led but me to their depth chart, and as I see, my God. He's bad. Marcus Gilchrist. I'm surprised Carl Joseph didn't get dealt because he's, like, he's like great, right? So I'm surprised Carl he didn't. Joseph. They yeah, already cut Obi Melon Fonwu. Yeah, Obi. Um, so much. He's terrible. And Joseph hasn't been that great. 
You know, he's but then again, it's hard to say because that's I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. I think I think he has a lot of potential. Like, I think if you were shopping someone like if they're yeah. you know, the, the full like tear down. I'll then... take the Niners. I'm All with right. you. Okay. I'll take the Niners. All right. I'm All right. Here we go. Uh, it, this <laughs> we are focused on uh, the score. So Steelers at Ravens. Mm-hmm. AFC North battle. Tilt. I like when is a- something at tilt? Uh, I usually use tilt if I can make it, a, you know, an alliteration. Oh, so okay. it's a Cowboys Titans <laughs> tilt. You're going to use exactly alliteration? Me. No. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a Steelers-Ravens rumble. It's a, uh, you know, Ravens-Steelers showdown. So, yes, I will do Got T it. for got tilt. It. Ravens rumble. There got you it. go. So let's go. Steelers-Ravens. You got the Ravens winning 59% of They're the They're favored time. by three. Yeah, and, and you, I have. I'm saying that's probably about right. Um, I think that more points will be scored in this one than you might originally think. 26-23 is my score, which means 49 points. If the magic number is 47 and a half points, then that's more. So ultimately, it's a big number. It's not when you consider that. Help me consider. Okay, because so I look at it and I go, man, it's a big number. The model really flags the Steelers secondary as being a very vulnerable part of their offense or defense rather. So the Ravens Does the model flag Joe Flacco is not good? The model says that Joe Flacco is going Just to have a fantasy worthy consideration okay. streaming game. Okay. The mo- <laughs> and they did they did uh they did add at the they did add Ty Montgomery, so maybe his big Stanford brain and I think way- it's more like the fact that I think they're going to get like crab tree. They can't really run the ball. John Brown. And, yeah, it's I, about the John. You know, John Brown, crab tree. Yeah, and, Aiden Hurst is coming around a tight end. I, I just think that the Ravens' uptick in offense this season is outmatches the Steelers' secondary. I think the Steelers' front is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking right. about the Steelers' secondary. I got you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to push back. I'm taking the Steelers, and I'm saying low but scoring. But wouldn't game. you think that if this is going to be a you think it's a low-scoring game? I do. If it's going to be a close game, though, that favors potentially more points, right? Because you got to keep going, keep well, making them field goals. Now remember, and I only know this points. because Sheck reminds us anytime there's a Pittsburgh Ravens uh, rumble. Uh, I, I don't he know. roundly reminds us anytime yeah, there there's go. a Ravens rumble. The um, the These games, it's crazy. Like, and, and I didn't believe him when he first brought it up. If you look at the history of these games, I want to say in the last 10 years – I think it's either just one or two of them have ever been decided by more than two points. It's crazy. I mean, it is nuts when you go through how yeah. tight these – and most of them are low scoring. They're mostly 16-13, 17-14. They're right in that range. Like, it is nuts how tight the games are. So I understand why you're focusing on is it high or low scoring instead because typically it's right around that yep. that number and you don't know which way to lean. Um, if I were just saying in this one, I would just say Ravens win. Yeah, and I would just say Steelers win. All right. I'll, tr- okay. I'll trust Wait, Big Ben Lev, and Antonio Brown. with Lev Bell Don't next care. Week? Don't How about care. James Conner, man? I don't care. So, dude's killing it. And by the yeah. way, the – I like the, when you say dude, by the way. And by the way, did I say did I drop a dude <laughs> yes. on you? That's my favorite. Dude. <laughs> um, you cannot you cannot discount how good what has been a suspect offensive line is playing. That old line is playing great right now for the Steelers. So, uh, shout out. I don't out think it's suspect. To that group. Uh, last year was pretty bad. Last year, that that offensive line of all things on that team was their weakness. Fair. I think if okay. you were to pick a particular position all group, right. and this yeah. year I think it's probably been, like you mentioned, their secondary is not good. Their defensive front's been mediocre. I think it's probably their best, their best Unit. position group. Yeah, I mean, which 
which is a dramatic turn from last year. But yeah, you're right. When you see Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro, you're like, well, yeah, they should be good. Um, but I think last year they were anyway. Uh, all right, good. I like when we're split. We got a couple yeah, of these. Yeah, uh, just because it. typically. Because um, why think the same? I'm uh, I'm always wrong, so it no. works out well for you. Uh, even when I think I'm the one that's right, you're like, I had the points, dummy. <laughs> all right, fine. Listen, I I just have to defend when I get it right, you know. Even though we're sitting here next to one another, finally, um, finally, <laughs> we are both still using our G Suite. And that's Google Docs and Google Drive and all the tools we use to make this uh, particular podcast happen. And we love it. It makes it easy. We don't have to send one iteration of the rundown after another. Instead, we can update it in the moment. And I can see Cynthia when she's editing. It's a little red square that comes on. And that's fine. But when I see a purple square pop up and it says Mark Brady... I just get angry. I'm like, hey, you get out of here. Get out of our document. You try to adjust what we're doing on this podcast. Uh, we want you to make it with G Suite so you can find out the ease in which you can adjust whatever it is uh, that you're doing. Whatever your document may be, whatever the plan is, uh, what's the point of sending around a oh third uh, iteration? And here is the fifth version. Can you please make adjustments and email it to everybody? No. Use Gmail, use Docs, use Slides, make real-time updates to the same doc without having to keep track of version after version to make sure that you sent out uh, tournament sheet number four. You know what we're saying. Find out more about G Suite's productivity tools. Visit gsuite.com. That's gsuite.com. We use it here. We use it, uh, and it helps us greatly. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. Do you want, like, five touchdowns really quick for our fantasy notes? Yeah, what do we got? Okay, so. So. Where do you want? Where do you want to start? You Tariq st- Cohen. This is Let, let's go. Let's, love Tariq Cohen. Everybody right. figured. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people thought he'd be he would benefit from the addition of Matt Nagy as his head okay. coach and offensive play caller, and it's worked out. Yeah, and he he's got a good touchdown rate this week. I would hope so with that. Yep. With that, Bills defense. Yep. I got another Latavius Murray this week. Okay, against no the Lions. Cook. That's a that's a nice pick right there. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with – I, I got to give you um, a flex option because that's what we, what do we got? like to talk here. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to start with Nick Chubb. He scores a touchdown. I got Ben Watson. Ready? Ben Watson. Double up on that. Okay. Ben Watson. Two touchdowns, no, Ben but, Watson? But oh, you just, said you double to, up. I'm like, well, all right, double up. Double I'm up. saying it because maybe he hasn't really – you know, like everyone needs yeah. a tight end, right? Okay. Um, I and then there's some obvious ones here like Kareem Hunt, yeah, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. That one's interesting. Boring. Uh, Mark Andrews. If you're really deep, okay. Tight end list, now we're got talking. That. Mark Andrews. Heard of him? Okay. And then Jeff Hoyerman. Hireman. Hireman. Sorry. It's all right. I thought so, it was it's Hoyerman. a weird. Yep. Hireman. Hireman. Yeah. Like H I G H E R. Just like that. Like hire man. Just like can't and, find a hire man. And he That's lives it. in. I'll remember that because he 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 plays for the Broncos in right. Denver, so he's exactly. Higher. He's at the mile high. He's mile high. There yep. we go. Mm-hmm. All right, those are your touchdowns. Let's get to a coin flip game. Texans. Speaking of mile high, <laughs> did this work out for us? Texans at Broncos. <laughs> uh, it's a pick'em. Sure is. And you have the Texans. Fifty-seven percent of the time. Yep. Texans win 57% of the time. I don't love the score on this one. It's 24-23 is what I have projected. And by saying I don't love the score, meaning I'm not exactly sure. So minus Will Fuller, plus DT, Demarius Thomas. Thomas. You know, there's just there's – just Hey, Demarius, run minus, that way real fast. Right. And then Someone Broncos, gets in your way, turn. Right. And then Broncos minus 
Demarius Thomas, and then plus like Cortland Sutton and all those people who could fill in for him. But ultimately, this one comes down to the de- the Texans' defensive front and their ability to just pressure the crap out of <laughs> Case yeah. Keenum. And we know what happens when Case Keenum is under pressure. Oh, he's good to throw an interception every game. It's just not a it's not a good situation. Every for him game under pressure and the Texans' elite pressure is really what drives the win in this one for them. So Houston's tied for tenth with 21 sacks. Uh, they have seven interceptions on the season, which I think this is considerably lower than I would have suspected. Well, you know why? You're actually showing something that analytics will tell you. There's pressures, and then there's pressures that right. are disruptive. And what you're seeing when you watch the Texans' defensive front are disruptive pressures. They're changing the course of action for the opposing quarterback. Whereas some pressures are just like, okay, well, I wasn't going to really th- – like, I'm looking right, you're coming at me from – or I'm looking left, you're li- whatever, you're coming from the opposite side, it's not really going to disrupt me. Right. Or like Drew Brees, who's throwing so quickly that doesn't even matter, right? So that's the kind of thing where you're you're seeing how they're being disruptive. So it's, yeah, exactly, and that is important because Hugely. there are not. Uh, it's not always about the sack. That's why I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, so that O line, and I'm not crazy about that Broncos O line. Uh, the Broncos O line is great at st- at helping their running back run. That's true. And, well, and Patrick Lindsay's also help it. I was also good at helping himself run. Of course, but you know you need both, yeah. right? You no, need look, both. there are last. Empatico. Yes, you can. Uh, you can have a good pass blocking line and a terrible run blocking line. You can have a good run blocking line, and they are not good in pass pro. No question. What's the next segment? The dogs. <laughs> there we go. We like the points. Oh my goodness. Uh, Saints favored by two, which at is home. less than three at home. Sure is less than three. And you have the Rams you- uh, winning, or I should say, you have the Rams. Nope, I have the appreciating Saints appreciating those two points I do. and fifty two percent. So it's pretty close. This is it this is, to me would be a stay away. Correct. Um, I also there's nothing about this game that is super certain, which is it's the way we want them. Wouldn't it be great if you're the face you yeah. just drank his almond milk? It was the play by play of that was incredible. Yeah, I should have been on that. Sorry, it was it was a stinky face. Um, so in <laughs> Saints win in 53 percent of the models. Saints most likely score here 30 to 29, which means I don't have a strong kind of feel, leaning either way. And the point total here is huge and the key number is 60 and I really have an under in that but it's only like half the time so again these close games it's it could easily sway in either direction but 60 is huge yeah it is and um, I could, oh, go ahead uh, no go ahead I'm going to tell you that the reason why the Saints come out ahead is because if you look at so the the next gen stat will show you that Drew Brees has been under pressure the least of any quarterback. And I will push back and say that, yes, that's true. But part of the reason that that's happened is because he gets the ball out of his hand so quickly, which the next gen stat will also back up. It's 2.55 seconds is the average time to hold, which is the quickest in the NFL, meaning he's using shorter passes to get out of trouble. Alvin Kamara, thank you very much. So ultimately, the way that you kind of counterbalance the fact that you're going to be having Sue and, you know, Aaron Donald, who's the best in the league, and then maybe probably Dante Fowler too. I mean, I haven't seen anything saying he's for sure playing, but it's very likely that he's playing. But if you have this pressure coming at you very quickly, just get the ball out of your hands quickly and let him go. I'm, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing a bad thing that a partner does. And that is, um, not bringing something up without giving you a heads oh, up on it You can it bring first. up anything. You're fine. Did you, uh, did did you plug in no Marcus Davenport into your model? Okay. I did. did that, how much did that change? Because just as someone who doesn't know what his stats are and, and just kind of seeing him a little bit, 
he is damn impressive. I mean, that is a load to account for. Uh, how long you see him double teamed a lot on the edge. A lot of tight ends are staying in to chip him. Chips. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that he's not going to be part of this, I think, is probably a pretty big deal. It is. Um, the reason that it, it – so it, it obviously switched things, but the reason that it didn't completely – Screw it up. Flip it to the Rams side. <laughs> Thank I you. see what you're saying. The reason that it completely didn't flip the winner is still because you still have a lot of pressures coming from a lot of different directions. And Cam Jordan has been very disruptive in prior games, especially. It's really so Jared Goff, the interesting thing here. I'm gonna um you're yeah, we're, able to I'm, answer I'm following along. Jared Goff has thrown the most interceptions on third down in the league. Oh, I didn't Say know. Say that. that again. Jared Goff. Because he's got five on the year, so I would imagine that means all five were probably on third down. So what you're saying is, is if you can make Todd on drives where Todd Gurley wasn't kind of as effective, if they've been able to count like account for Todd Gurley, then you're going to have a harder time to keep Jared Goff able to complete those passes, right? Like so under pressure, there's a lot of things. Cam's going to match up against Andrew Whitworth, who we love Andrew Whitworth on this podcast, but that stinks for <laughs> for Jared Goff because that's a force right. to be reckoned with. And then in, in addition to that, the Saints' run defense is excellent. And even with Marcus Davenport out, the fact that the, like, the likelihood that they can slow Todd Gurley down, uh, down enough to get into third downs where it's not great for Jared Goff, that's what – Yep. Keeps everything in the in the. I Saints can't favor. decide where I'm at on Jared Goff. Last week I was not impressed at all. I thought that was a, a Sean McVay game. Um, Goff just wasn't. If, if you watch that game, he wasn't great. He just wasn't really accurate. He was missing a lot of open throws. Uh, he was. It, it seemed like he was. He felt pressure when it wasn't there, um, and it became a Todd Gurley game. And and as you know, all all of them are Todd Gurley. Just games. yeah, I think. But I, but you know, for whatever reason. If you look at the splits, McVay's throwing it way too much, considering what he's got in Gurley. Um, and late in that game, on that last drive, uh, before they uh, they just settled for that field goal instead of trying to push for a touchdown, I remember saying to the, the you know the group that I was in, I said, "Man, this is this has got Goff interception written all over it. As shaky as he's been, the pressure's been good. And sure enough, credit McVay. He's like, whatever. I'm just running the ball. I'll kick the field goal. I got one of the best kickers in the league. I'll take a one point lead, and that's good enough for me. And it worked out. Um, thanks to Ty Montgomery. But I'm anxious to see in this one because Goff's going to have to probably throw it. That this is going to be, I think, like you said, it's a big number, but it's a number that can be had um, at least. So anyway. Although, no, you don't think it can be had. You've got under 60. So I, I, I mean, tiny bit. Like, tiny very, bit. very, very. 50%. Right. I, I think we, we said it. Stay away. Stay away from that one. All right. Bucks Watch at Panthers. It. Enjoy it. That's what it's there for. Bucks at Panthers. Wow. I am so not with you on this. It's, uh, it's uh, a touchdown. Yep. Carolina by a touchdown. At home. Oh, I think this was one of my wins last week, by the way. It was. Yeah, there we go. Well, I, but I didn't pick the Bucks. Do you have it's, a it's Do you have Carolina a Panther side. sound effect in there, Shoppy? <laughs> well, we just got one. That was there we go. That's good it. Good job, new one. Let's got go, it. Panthers. I'm riding. <laughs> I'm riding the hot paw. See, not the hot hand. I'm riding the hot paw of the Panthers. Yep. Little alliteration. All right. Why? Why do you have the uh, the Bucks? I don't have the Bucks winning. I have the Panthers winning well, thirty I to know, twenty-four. But you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. Um, two reasons. One. One. Fitzpatrick. Sure, he's been good. Yeah, so did you know that this matchup, and this is what the model flags as being a closer game than one touchdown. Do you know who the number one and number two worst red zone touchdown teams One, two, are? red zone. Okay, Worst yeah, so. and second worst. So thirty-two ranked 32 and 31. I'm going to go Titans. And 
Uh, Raiders. Okay, so the Bucks are 32. Okay. The Panthers are 31. Right, I was wrong. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. You're a terrible partner. Why would you do that to me? Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> Jerk. Yep, huge jerk. So we have the 32 and 31 now, worst the red Panthers, zone team. The Panthers' defense doesn't allow many opposing teams to get into the red zone very right. often, but when they do, they can score. Ultimately, the chaos and the ability for Ryan Fitzpatrick to create some chaos on against the Panthers' defense is really what drives this closer-than-expected game, but it is an overwhelming win for the Panthers, so 65.1% of the time in the model the Panthers win it, okay. but when it comes to when it comes to you know how by how much it's it's going to be a bit closer. And by the way, Cam Newton averaging eight point nine rushing attempts per game, pretty impressive, right? He has twenty four first downs. Hey, Marcus Mariota, take note of that. On his feet, twenty four first downs, and there are only eleven running backs who have more first downs on their feet, impressive, like on the ground than Cam Newton. It is. Uh, it's a different way to play quarterback, but it is an effective way. Uh, it show to play it quarterback. Is. Yeah. Um, no yeah. question about it. Yeah. And I just think they're a considerably better team. Well, you know what? So I will. Uh, Spoiler it again. So does my projections for the future. Okay. Oh, there you go. Little tease. <laughs> Little tease action. All That's right. What we in the business call it tease. So we differ there. I. Uh, and by the way, I'm taking the Saints big. You're taking the Saints big. No. But I. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm taking them. Uh, you know what I'm bigger saying. bigger than me. Yes, yes. Got it. You, you know what I'm saying. All right, Jets at Dolphins. We kind of already touched on this a little bit earlier. Anything that we missed in this one? You have a total of uh, 45, which seems high to me. The uh, no, it's under that. I yeah. No, I'm saying that that seems high. So, and my, I think my your, total your model 41. agrees. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. With 70 percent, that's a big agreement there. So we're correct. Simpatico. Simpatico. Okay. So. The reason that the Dolphins squeak a one-point win out against the Jets, so I have 21-20 in my model, Dolphins win 51.3% of the time. This is not certain at all. But the reason that they do is because the Jets' O-line has gotten pushed back so much that it has messed with Sam Darnold a ton. Right. Meaning that – He's got nothing. I (laughs) I mean, he's got nothing there. Absolutely. They have like – here's some some good things for the future. They have about $100 in cap space coming up next season. they're fine. So they're going to be able to buy a whole – O-line. They can buy some receivers. You know, here's an offensive player for you. Here's It's like Oprah. Here's an offensive player for you, right? There you go. Here's a receiver. Hope. Here's a back. Here's a receiver. Here's a tackle. Here's a back. Yeah. Here are two tackles. Here's a guard. All of those good things. But in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. but in the meantime it's uh, meantime, tough yeah. sled. It's going to be a boring game, too. Yeah, I would agree. Bears at Bills. Speaking of boring games. <laughs> I don't know if I think this one's as boring. Okay. Well, let's see. The uh, Bears, the number is Bears by nine. Yep. The total is 37. Yep. That seems like a pretty bad game to me. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Because one team's going to win. One team's going to win 34 to 3 is how that, is that, how that plays 20, out in my – I have 23-14. There you go. Okay. That's so, awfully generous. Uh, okay. Who's playing quarterback for the Bills? Nate Peterman. I'm sick of ragging on them. Let's say something. I agree. I, I, I understand, but guess what? They're not good. I didn't say they were like good. Like the, the Bills fans are so upset right now. Like, we're a lot better than you're giving us credit for. No, you're not. The answer to that is no, you're not. I'm sorry. You're just not. That defense is not good. And now they're, you know, it's even more impacted with the loss of Tremaine Edmonds, you know, who is one of their brighter stars. He's young and he's making mistakes, but, man, he's good watching him run around out there and he's gone. So, sorry. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I can say a lot of nice things about the Bears. I told you Tariq Cohen's going to score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. It's possible Jordan Howard also does too, but Tariq Cohen has the higher percentage chance per the model. Um, When it comes to, and obviously the Bears' defense, we have a billion nice things to say about them as well. But one nice thing I'll say about a Bills player. Let's get it. I like Lorenzo Alexander and what he's able to do. Because this game, this team, the Bills are super young. I think it's something like, like they have like the most players who've been drafted in the past four seasons on their team compared to the rest of the league. So they're super young, super inexperienced. They've got a lot of quarterback questions and really their O-line is what I would say the first place they need to maybe consider upgrading, right? To help their quarterback out and O-line maybe get some. not good. Yeah, no, it's definitely. O-line is not good. Too young, not good. Uh, the defensive front is not good. The Lorenzo Alexander's good. Lorenzo's good. He's just, you know, he switched from Lorenzo's getting a little old. But he but you know what? Last season they switched the defensive base and he's actually adapted really well. Yeah. They changed that. We're trying to find something and, and I like people coming at me like, what about Matt Davies Milano? I'm like, Weiss. what about Matt Milano? What about Jordan Poyer? What about Jordan Poyer? I mean, these these are Tradavius White. I like Tradavius yeah. White. I'm, I'll I'm give you that. Positive here. I'll give you that. That's but anyways. Okay. Anyway. All right. Go. So uh I let's like go. Bill's fans though. I'm trying to like I, I love Bill's I Mafia. Love Bill's Mafia. I love They're Orchard like Park. I had a great time when we were there earlier this season. And I like the uh, I like the wings. I do like the wings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enjoy the wings. Um, all right, here we go. We like to call these stray dogs. Wow. That one sounds like a rabid dog. The Seahawks are favored by a point and a half over the Chargers up at the clink. Uh, total, 47 and a half. Your model says what? That the Bolts win 24-23. Okay. The Chargers winning in 55.2, and I have the Chargers with a little bit of an advantage in 64.3. Chargers plus a head start in 64.3. I think... The Chargers, maybe because you saw the Seahawks be so dominant against the uh, Raiders. Against the, you mean against the Lions last Lions week? Lions last week, and Raiders week Raider, before. Yeah, the Raiders, yeah. I don't know. But then they're playing at home, and then the Chargers, that we, they were in London, and then they, maybe people forgot that they're still playing really well. I'm, I'm not sure why that this is. It's probably because there's Seattle's at home. But ultimately, the what the model says about this one is that the small ball – Factor So those six defensive – I went back and watched every single snap. The way they use 31 and 33 kind of interchangeably. Derwin and Adrian Phillips. Yep. So Derwin James, 33, that's the one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they use him sometimes press, sometimes – like the, the different sort of coverages and schemes that they can create with Derwin James and 31. So 31, 33, those are the, one, the two to, to really like watch their usage of. That's been creating this like horrible mismatch in the passing game and – in the favor of the Chargers. Yeah. So that really thwarts that. Now you have to also take into consideration that the Seahawks over the past four games have been like the second leading rusher in the that's, league. That's the problem with that six defensive back, which has kind of become their base with They're, the absence. It is. Of, it is. You know, it was last year because they could get away with rushing four with Bosa. Without Bosa, it can get it can get gashed. When's Bosa coming got, back? That, that's Chargers the problem. I'd, I'd feel a lot better about this game for the Chargers if Bosa were back, um, just because you have to account for Russell Wilson, and Bosa is so good at sealing an edge and not allowing a quarterback to get out and, and get after you. I'd be a little nervous about this game for the Bolts um, just because Russell can do that and yeah, because Russell they're running that, so well. So you they're running so that well, but, but here's what I'm going to tell you. You ran really well against the Lions. Oh, whoop-dee-doo. Everybody yeah. runs really well against the Lions. You ran really well against what? The Raiders. The Raiders. What does everyone do to the Raiders? Runs Watch well Matt Breida tonight, yeah. right? So those numbers get inflated much in the same way. We're like, look at that Ravens win when right. they beat them by 400 points. Like, don't, you know, over – like, it is a great stat for the Seahawks, but it's – it's not a 
I, I, I don't believe it yet. I mean, I believe it, yeah. but I don't. I'm not. Look, I'm. I'll. I hope you're right. I'll leave it at that. I think. Uh, I think this is a big one for the for the Chargers. You know, I they're, do they're on this four game win streak. It's a four game win streak against the 49ers, the Raiders, the Browns. Wins the a win's a win. You can only play the teams on your schedule. You beat the no you question. beat the Rams or you beat the yeah. Niners. It doesn't matter. It still counts as a win. I'm with you 100. percent But that's why I think this is a big one. Um, it's going to be raining. It's going to be cold. Raining. It's a team from Southern oh. California. They always bring that up, and I think. I think understandably so. You know, you're not used to dealing with elements in practice. Every single day, you've got 70 degrees with no wind, um, and now all of a sudden, you got to deal this with. This is why we live here. Exactly. Um, so I think this is going to be a very telling game. I think um, for the Chargers, if they do this, I think you can start having that conversation about being in that elite three or four teams in the AFC that has a legitimate chance to rep them in the Super Bowl. You is that it? Confidence. You get three. Um. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll stay away. You know, I think that's the polite thing to do because obviously I I take them and I'm a homer, which is understandable. You are. You are I don't a homer. take you them. Should. I'm a jerk. No. All right. So you want my three confidence? I do. What are they? All right. So sleepy game in Miami is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the whew, I like this Washington to win. I, I like, like that, that too. One. Washington to win by more than one point. That's usually over the Falcons. Yep, over the Falcons. I think that Dallas is the winner, and I think it's by more than six or seven or six and a half points. Man, I wish I could disagree with you. I like all of those though. Uh oh, that means they're going to be bad. You're like, absolutely not right. Not spicy enough. You're not absolutely spi- right. Do we need one that's like a little spicier then? Uh, no, that's fine. Okay. I just no. Sure? Normally, I I push back and I like disagreeing with you on things so we can see who comes out ahead, which is always you. But uh, no, I mean it's more fun. When we don't. Okay, fine. All right. I guess we we agree disagree on other things, but and now we can get to what you have teased this entire <gasps> podcast. It's good. Uh, it's good. what do we got? Playoff odds. The okay. teams that are in the postseason as it stands right now. Let's get rid of the boring ones first. Okay. Rams, boring. Obviously. There are ninety nine point nine percent probability of making it. Right. I, I don't even. It's like higher than that. Yeah. Okay? That one's uh, the, the big thing for the Rams is are they when when if it's going to happen? Look, if they lose this week, you know they're now lost the tiebreaker. Have lost the tiebreaker to the Saints. That's and would have to go on the road in the dome if everything holds to try to get to the Super Bowl. It's a huge game this week for the That's, Rams. This one's a giant. Have has giant implications yeah. because if the road to the Super Bowl. So I run the playoff odds as well. If the road to the Super Bowl runs through Southern California, or if the road to the Super Bowl runs through. New Orleans. That's a huge difference. Gigantic. Yeah. I mean, Breeze in the Dome is almost unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breeze on the road, very beatable. Yeah. So. so, all right. So the Rams, ninety-nine California, yeah, The Southern California weather is kind of like a dome, but it is. we're good. It is. <laughs> but, but we're good. But it's not turf. It's grass, nope. and it's pretty crappy nope. grass yep. at the uh, Coliseum, by the way. Okay. So, oh, it looks horrible, especially when they it was thing. really oh, torn up. Awful. Um, when we were there for that game against the and Rams. And did you three. watch that one yesterday with the or yesterday last Sunday with the Packers? Yeah, that looks. Mess. You could still see the SC on the field. All right. Anyways, Saints. Two. Saints. Ninety-one point two percent. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Here's where it gets a little spicy. Are you ready? Weird. You got it. Number three. You ready? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready for Minnesota fans to come at me. Packers. Oh, what? Right? After trading. Oh, what? Haha, Clinton Dix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, look they're at only their, a game out of first place. Yo, though. look at their schedule, though. They have, if you look, it's like at Packers. Okay, that one stinks. They've got Miami. Yep. At Seattle. Yep. At Vikings. Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Jets, Lions. It's pretty good. Right. So they have a third place schedule. Third place schedule from last season, and it's it, like, come on, guys. And they're, they're what, secondary. three, four, and one, right? Three, three, and one. 
three, three and one. Their third place schedule and their secondary has gotten considerably better. And I know they just lost Ha Clinton Dix, but I think they'll be able to account for it. They must know something we don't, right? Like I, I can't believe they would they would do that without without kind of thinking it through, right? Right. <laughs> and then number four, winner of the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's 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 hard to push back against that Tate after changes. acquiring Tate. Getting the win and over the Jags. Here's your trivia. This would be the first repeat winner of the NSC East since 2004. How about that? Yeah. That's good stuff uh-huh. there. Uh, okay, so you have them at 56%. Yep. And let's go with your two wild cards. Panthers. Yep, I like that. Uh, 53.5%. And then the Chicago Bears, 51.1%. Now, and then the Redskins are right on their tail That's, yeah. with it's not even 2% different, or not even, it's 0.2% different. Washington Redskins, they're just on just on the outside looking. So the thing about the NFC North is it really doesn't drop off until after that nine spot. So it goes Redskins, Vikings, Seahawks, and then number 10, the real drop-off happens at the Cowboys, who are really, you know, for all intents and purposes, 15.5% simulations right now. They come out in the playoffs. So it, it's if you want the full list, you can go to NFL.com slash Freeland, and it has my – my full article on every single team, but that's kind of that's kind of where it nets. I'm out. pushing back on the Bears. Do it. Yep, I'm saying they're out, and either the Vikings or the Redskins are in. I'm just looking at that Bears schedule. Yeah, they get Buffalo this week. They still have to play Minnesota twice. They still have to play Green that's, Bay. I got you. Um, I'm with you. And they still have to play the Rams. So I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with. I you, think that but ends up being an I think that ends up being an eight and eight team, even though they're four, see I have yeah. eight point nine wins. Is it, People get mad about the point nine wins. Right. It's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, round it up. Whatever. What? All right. Let's bad. go to the AFC. All right. Let's do it. Boring ones first. Uh, Kansas City, 99.9% chance. Got it? Yep. Okay. Boring. Patriots, 99% chance. Also boring. Houston Texans, 59.7%. Uh, and then the Baltimore Ravens. Jeremy? I picked the Ravens to win the North in the at the start of the season. Well, aren't you just a prognosticator? Well, now and, I, and, now I, and now I'm taking the Steelers to beat them and take control I, of that AFC. Well, North. look at number five: Chargers are fi- fifth, and then Steelers are sixth. Yeah. So I'm not overwhelmingly giving. It's 1.2 percent different than it's Ravens versus Steelers, and that comes down to just a few key games. In fact, right. this week, this game could be the difference maker between who wins and who um, is getting that wild card position and the Jags are just on the outside. Same with the Bengals. So eight, I'm with you. Eight teams. I, I, I am right in step with all of those. I think the chiefs win the division. Pats win the division. Texans win the division. I would just flip the Steelers in over the Ravens to win the division. The chargers Ravens get the wild cards. Yep. Uh, the Bengals are the interesting one there. The Bengals are, I mean, they have a bye this week, but then you just look, they got New Orleans. They've got Baltimore. They've got the Chargers. They've still got Pittsburgh left. It just yeah, no, they have a really hard schedule. Yeah. Cincinnati fans think I hate them, and that's actually not the case at all. It's more that they have a horrible schedule because they outplayed their bad. You know, they didn't get a good schedule this season because they played too well last season. So that in the AFC North, the where you played, the position you played in last season matters a ton. Yeah, that gosh, that's tough though. I'm I'm almost I'm just not into what the Ravens are doing lately. Um, and I know that's a tough game week, against the right? Panthers last week. I see, yeah, if they win this week, I mean the Bengals at five and three. I think I'm I not might, saying I, I hate I might, the Bengals. No, no, no. I'm just trying to look I'm at looking how at, close it is. It's one point two percentage different. I'm just looking at the Baltimore remaining schedule. They still got the Chargers. They still have the Chiefs. They do have the benefit of getting the Browns, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Bucks. Uh, one of those teams has to has to get the ten wins. Do yep. the Do the Bengals get five? 
or do the can the Ravens close out six and two? My model obviously prefers so what the Ravens have going on with a compliment. They're actually the Ravens and the Bengals aren't that dissimilar in terms of team construct. It's just that whereas the the Bengals don't have the secondary help and they can they have a lot more. Uh, penalties that really influence yeah. wins in that one. That's really the kind of tiny little difference maker, but the marginal difference is like 5%. Nine so, and seven might get you in as a wild card this I'm year. I'm telling you. Yeah. And my model says my model says Steelers 8.9, Bengals 8.7. So that works. bring it. And All then, right. by the way, Ravens 9. So the, the net difference between those is 0.3 games between the first and third place in the NFC North. Right. Point three, so you're fine. It's either the Bengals exactly. or the Ravens. It probably comes down to that head-to-head in Week Ten. I think is when they, they Week Eleven, they face off. Great. So there you go. So two weeks we got. All right. Good stuff. Is that it? Yeah. We're done. We're okay. done. Okay. We're out of here. We'll be back again next week to recap all the great stuff Cynthia did and got right on the Game Theory and Money podcast. A big thank you to Sean Shoppy, Mark Brady, and everybody uh, that helps us out with this one, and especially our friends over at Google and G Suite, because boy, is that a great little tool we have.